You are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting a coach. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look of what the support system experiences, but no one discusses. So grab a drink, sit back and listen, because we're about to get real. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We are so excited to talk about a new episode topic. Yes, this <laughs> one's going to be a deep dive. Yeah, so Brittany and I have been talking about what we wanted to basically spend some time on, and we think that this episode um, should be all about finding your own identity within your significant other's industry with, you know, having your own voice as well. So yes, I think it's very important. Sometimes, you know, you get lost in their job and their stuff and their priorities, but it's really important to focus on yourself and you are a priority as well. And we want to talk about kind of how you get to that point and what really brought us to that point. Yeah. So we just have a couple pointers and like some stories to share that will hopefully Um, provide a little bit of answers and advice that if we would have known back then, it would have helped us with who we are today and the confidence that we have. Um, And, you know, this is something that is a daily um, task that you always have to work on. So it's, we're not perfect by any means. This is something that I feel like you have to work towards continuously. And so um, each day, it's like that mindset that you have to restart and think about. Yeah, definitely. And We feel like this is really just for everyone. It's not just football wives. It's not just baseball. It's really just anyone that's listening. We are speaking to you. So if, you know, you got this on your heart and you're a little confused at where you kind of fit into life or into your significant other's role, then this episode is for you. Yeah. So, Brittany, when when you um, first moved to Washington to live with Drew – Um, For your career, did you feel like you were already rooted in what you wanted to do? Or did you feel like you knew who you were? Like, you had confidence? Like, what did you? Yeah, I, I mean, we met later on, I was 26 when we met. So um, I feel like I kind of went through my quarter life crisis already at 25. And I was (laughs) like, you know, after I graduated college, it was really always just super important to me to be true to who I was and what I wanted in life. And I think I, I learned that pretty early on in college. And so um, I always felt like if I'm a better version of myself, then I'm going to meet a person that's going to be an equal match to me and, you know, not not complete me because I don't feel like that's I feel like that's the wrong thing that people always say, like, oh, you complete me. Like, no, you are a whole person yourself. Yeah. And that person just compliments you and like the things that you are great at or the things that you are you have strong characteristics in and stuff like that. So I feel like when I moved to Washington or before I moved to Washington, I guess I was working as an event planner at NBC and um, I was super happy. I loved my career. I loved my friends, my coworkers, and I really knew exactly what I wanted to do. I always wanted to be in, in event planning ever since college. And then I also started my own wedding business in 2016, which I felt like that was a really big step for me. It was really hard for me to do. Also, if you're up planning a wedding, just hit me up. Um, <laughs> hit her still, up. <laughs> still do that on the side. Um, but that was always like my biggest dream. I always wanted to own a wedding business and I always wanted to do that full time of being a wedding planner. And I still do to this day. So I think when I moved there, when I moved to Washington, I was, I had a great career and I had to, you know, leave this career, try to find something in Washington because I didn't have anything lined up when I was moving there. And then try to figure out, like, was I going to do wedding planning? It was, it's my passion. I love it. I, 
I love every single second of it, but I was not really sure I wanted to do that in Pullman. I felt like there wasn't a huge market there. And I was also worried. I don't know if you felt this before, but I was also really worried like, okay, I'm going to move here. I'm going to do this job. I'm going to do wedding planning. And then what if we move in eight months? Then I have to move back to Spokane or fly back to Spokane to do weddings. And it's just like, you constantly feel like, why am I even trying this sometimes? Yeah. And I feel like with having your own career, even your own hobby on the side, you don't have to be, you know, a career person. Like it could be anything that's your own, but there's that thought of like, oh, maybe when we get to that next place or like maybe when we get settled at the next spot. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you just keep putting yourself off over and over and over. And so I I really feel like even on our um, last couple episodes, Fawn mentioned, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. She's so inspiring. Um, But Fawn shared, you know, a great piece of advice that it's like, there's no time like today. Like you just need to figure out what, you know, inspires you and what's something that you can do for you um, to, you know, basically dive in and be (laughs) full. And um, I think that with this industry, whether it's, you know, whatever sport it is, um, you get kind of caught up in how, like how to be a better person for your significant other (laughs) all the time, which is great. But then you kind of forget what your goals and aspirations are sometimes. And, whether it's meant to be that way or not, um, I feel like a lot of people have shared that and experienced that where you're so focused on what they're doing that you lose sight of, oh, wait, what was I, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. <laughs> How do I do this? Well, and then you also, I mean, I don't know if you felt this before, but you also feel like, why do I even try to do something for myself? Because I'm just going to have to quit or I'm just going to have to move on or people aren't going to like my resume because I've only been here for six months, but then we moved or, you know, I'm constantly jumping careers. So what did you do to like make, I guess, be happy with your own career and be happy with like what you were doing in the moment? Yeah. So it took a while. Um, I feel like my biggest fear with this in the beginning, when I first moved, my very first move with Carson um, my fear was that my resume, like how my resume would look to employers and like how I would basically explain to them because they always ask, they look at the dates and they're like, well, why did you live here for mm-hmm. <laughs> six months? And I honestly hate sharing that, you know, what his job is because it automatically, sometimes it always just puts that date on me like, oh, she won't be here very much, you yeah. know? So your experience gets like pushed to the wayside. And I've talked to plenty other women, but Um, basically I just, what I did is, you know, I found more confidence within me and my faith is very important to me. And, um, I think that once I found confidence in who I am, what I believe and who, you know, who I'm doing all this work for at the end of the day and why we're in this industry, you know, that Carson chose to be in and what the goal is, um, I think it became so much easier because, you know, at the end of the day, the goal is to serve others. And that's the way that we do our household. And so the way I got through it was, okay, I need to find something that's mine, Mm -hmm. and that I can pour my whole heart into, and have my own identity, but then find out how I'm supposed to be making a difference with his career and like where I fit in. Mm -hmm. So it took a long time. I mean, I feel like talking um, to other women 
they all have this moment called the breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in the season. It's always in the season. And if any of y'all are listening out there, everybody knows what it is. Maybe you have more than one breakdown. <laughs> but you have that moment where you're just sitting there and you're like, this is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? And why am I doing this? Why and why am, am I, I here? <laughs> yeah, why am I here? So just talking to other women... Basically, what I've learned so far, and of course I'm still new, is that you have to find something that's yours and hold on to it tight and pour every ounce of (laughs) inspiration into it so that you feel whole as well. Definitely. So, I think it's also important, too, to, like, make sure you're spending time with your friends and family and and doing stuff on your own, not just with your significant other. I've always found this to be true, like, as I grew up, it's really important to have your own relationships too, yeah. not just relationships with your significant other. And, you know, those are great too. It's great to have a couple of friends and it's great to have things that you guys do all together as a group. And obviously like if you're with your significant other and their friends, that's great. But you do want to have that separation. Maybe just go grab coffee with someone, maybe a drink, whatever it is that you want to do just to like have your me time and be yeah. able to have your friends that you can kind of you know, relate to whatever it is, if even if it's not football friends, baseball friends, or whatever industry you're in, it's just someone that you met. Um, I think that was really important in Fawn's, um, we just keep going back to her episode because it was just she so was inspirational. Awesome. But yeah, um, I think that was really important. And she was saying that connect to the community, because I think that's something that we often miss when we're moving so often is like, you just want to have those friends that are like your football friends, right? Because they're easy to make because you are automatically thrown into this world where all these people are like built-in friends or built-in community. But it's important to get out there and kind of do your own research and your own community finding. So I think it's really, that's been helpful for me at least, even to have a break from all the football stuff. I know that that's important. Yeah. And I think like in the beginning, I know we keep going back to moving, but even if you are settled somewhere, it's easy to become isolated and sit back and not put yourself out there, whether it be to meet other people or go get that opportunity that you've been kind of like messing with in your head that you might want. Um, I feel like one of the best pieces of advice that I got is when you get somewhere new, you have this grace week. And I was told that is you get one week to sit on your butt in your new home Mm -hmm. (laughs) or wherever you're at and you can get your life together, organize, you know, whatever. But by the end of the week, you need to find yourself someone to go get coffee with, someone that, you know, is a part of an organization or like a church or whatever you find and put yourself out there because socializing, I feel like in the beginning is like so exhausting. Definitely. And so you have to keep putting yourself out there all the time. But after I got that advice about having the grace week, um, I've done it every single time. And it's so, so helpful, even though it's a little bit exhausting (laughs) in the beginning. It is. But then you end up finding these people on these lifelong friendships, I feel like that you're gonna, you know, hold on to forever. So it's really important to put yourself out there in everything that you do, not just in football world, not just in any kind of sport world, but in general, even if you don't, if you don't have a significant other in this environment, it's just important to put yourself out there because you never know who you're going to meet and you never know who you're going to touch. Um, I think it's also really, for me, I like, I'm very into writing things down. I think Mm -hmm. that helps me to like visualize things that are important to me or visualize things that are, um, a goal of mine. And I'm, I'm really into my planner. I really, I love Erin Condren. Shout out Erin Condren. Um, But I'm really into writing down like short-term and long-term goals. And I think that's super important for me to visually see it. So I don't know if you're a visual person too, but you want to have like 
something that's your own, something that, okay, I can achieve this in a year. I can achieve this in a couple months. And then you have your long-term goals. Like, okay, this is what I want to do or where I want to be in five years, 10 years. And then make a path to that goal. You don't want to just write down like, okay, I want to, in five years, I want to be like a millionaire. Well, that's great. But how are you going to get there? And I think that's really been important to me because you can focus on these small little things versus this big lofty goal. I think I was always like, I want to be a wedding planner. I just don't know how I'm going to get there. So then I just got exhausted from thinking about like, okay, cool. I'm just going to give up because I don't know. Mm-hmm. It seems like too much work to get to that point. How many goals would you say that, um, and I think this is good if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you have a job, if you don't, like whatever it yeah. is, um, I think goals are just so important to even visually see. Like I, I love the planner idea too, but how many how many would you say like is reasonable, like three each or like what would you? Yeah, I would say like I usually do three to five short-term goals and then like just a couple long-term goals because you don't want to have too many because your your goals and ideas might shift over time um, as you kind of learn what you like or what you don't like or what you're interested in or where you're at in life, um, that type of stuff. I think it's just important to have like at least some short-term goals that you can work towards because it is Sometimes it is exhausting to be like, oh my gosh, we could only be here for eight months or a year or, and if you constantly think like that, you're just going to keep putting yourself in this position where you're just, you give up. Yeah. And I've come a long way. Like personally, I don't mind sharing my journey because I feel like it's, you know, that's how you grow as you talk about things that you've been through. And I just... I feel like at the first school to where I am now, I am so much more rounded because I've, you know, experienced things, like I've gained some confidence, um, not completely perfect, of course, but I feel like, you know, even in the beginning stages, if you are new or even if you're not, I guess, um, that's why we're stressing having that identity because soon enough you won't notice it, but it's like little moments happen over time that you let go. Mm-hmm. And it's not even intentional things. Like, for example, um, when Carson and I first moved to our school, uh, our new school, we literally went to an event that evening. I remember I was going around the room, and this is the first time I've ever felt like in my life that I didn't know where I like belonged or like how I fit in somewhere because I was so new and I didn't really have anything to bring to the table yet like oh I work and do this I volunteer this because I'd only been there like a couple days but um we were introducing he was introducing me to people and um these people kept coming up to him and they said you know what do you do for the university yeah and I remember standing there and I'm like they, and I know they don't do it on purpose, but they never asked me like what I do. Yeah. And so I just realized I was like, how come, you know, how come I'm standing here and I, I didn't have anything to share or say or, you know, do anything. And I felt like this politician's wife just kind of standing there. And then in that moment, I remember talking to Carson and I was like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be just that person that's brought around all these events and stands there and, you know, just... Mm-hmm doesn't have anything to offer. So from that moment on, I realized like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I've got to get my butt in gear and find something that I can make a difference and like how I can add to this. Right. Because even, I mean, even with this podcast, like you and I, yeah. like we kept putting it off. We did. We, we put it off for a whole year. We put it off for a whole year because we're like, oh, we'll probably move again and be like, you know, on different coasts or like yeah. whatever. And, you know, it's, 
it's not our plan at the end of the day. So it was just, it's so funny because we ended up in the same school. Yeah. But again, we should have just done it. Like why, right. why can't we just dive in? Yeah. So. And I, I think this is really important to me too, as I learned over the years and I, re- I don't remember who said it to me, but someone, and I've obviously remembered it, but um, fake it till you make it because I am not, I'm not an outgoing person. You're very outgoing. You're good at those situations. <laughs> I was like, Asha brings it out of me because I go to these situations, I feel super uncomfortable, and I'm not very outgoing at all. And once you get to know me, I'm a lot more outgoing. But I just, in those, in some of these situations where I'm meeting new people, I am just, like, super, super shy. Well, you're the observer. Yeah. Like, you come into the social situation, and I'm the one that's like, wee, let's go meet everyone. Yeah. And you're like, actually, like, let's tone it back. But <laughs> you are, you observe people, and that's, like, so smart. But, yes, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, you have sometimes to, you have yeah. to just fake it. Like, go. you just have to pretend that you're having the greatest time and pretend that you're I, – I, like, have to pet myself up sometimes, honestly. It's, like, kind of embarrassing to share this story with you no. guys. But <laughs> I, I honestly have to, like, have this talk with myself. Like, okay, you're going to be super fun. You're going to be super outgoing because you are that person, you know? But sometimes it takes that extra pep talk to be like, okay, yeah, that is me. I just need to show my true colors and not be afraid to, like, put myself out there. Well, and I think it's important, too, is, like, having people, like, we are opposites. So I think that's, in some ways, like, mm-hmm. that's why we balance each other out so well because maybe some things that I need to be more quiet, mm-hmm. <laughs> quiet and reserved, um, and then more things that I can pull out of you. And I, I yeah. think that's why, again, like, having your identity with a group of women or even your other person that brings out the best in you. Like, Definitely. And pushes you to be uncomfortable yeah. because there's a lot of times where I'm, like, Brittany, you're coming with me. Like, yeah, let's go do this. It's true. And I'm like, are you sure I can't stay home and watch Netflix? Like, yeah. <laughs> just want to be at home on my couch. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that are going through that. I can guarantee, like, listeners that do that. And I, I haven't always been outgoing. Like, I was quiet. And, you know, it's just, it's something you learn over time, of yeah, course. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's interesting to, it's interesting to talk to people about this because we're not experts and we're just kind of telling you our experience, but mm-hmm. we, there's some things that we've learned along the way that like keep us going and keep us inspired, I would say. Yeah. I think over time, um, I I have five tips and they're super cheesy, but I've <laughs> learned them over time. And if y'all are listening, um, if you're still listening <laughs> after everything that we've been talking about, I think that you need to write these down. Like if you are listening to this while you're running or when you're, when you get back, you get a notepad and you write this down. Um, I even wrote them on my mirror with an Expo marker, yeah. like my bathroom mirror, because Anything that works, you know, like whatever you can do to work. So the first one, so there's five. So the first one, and this is how your identity belongs with yourself as well as your significant other's career and even your own career. So you can use these tips throughout all things. Um, So I always like to ask myself when I'm trying to get into something or go to an event with my significant other or how I play a place in this new, you know, new school, new um, community is like, where is my heart rooted? So basically, what am I, what am I doing this for? Like, what is my heart saying that I need to pour 100% in because you never want to do anything half. So what can I, where can I fit that I feel like I could pour 100% of my heart and be rooted in that? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second one, is what is the end goal for who you want to become or like what do you want to be known for in this industry? So 
basically, whether it's your own work or being a part of a university or a community, um, what do you want to be known for when you leave? So like, again, you don't want to look at it this way, but if you're not there very much more than a season, like, what are you going to be leaving? Like, right. you know, because you want to be a better person in that community and like, how can you make a difference with the time that you've been given? Um, and then three is like, are the actions that you're doing connected to your heart? And so like, are you doing this for an audience? Or are you doing this for basically, um, you know, being humbled and just serving, you know, serving whatever way you can. Um, and then for this one, oh, I could talk about this one all the time, but um, comparison will steal joy. Mm. And so I feel like um, in whatever industry you're in, it's so hard not to compare. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about that one for a second because that one's very important. Yeah, that, um, one's, that one's tough. I feel like that one is hard with Instagram, social media. You know, it, it brings you down sometimes, honestly. I yeah. feel like you need a break from all of that because it can really – it can mess with you. And not just on Instagram and social media and any other platform. I feel like in person, too, you can see all these people that – you know, they've been in the industry for a long time and maybe you're just starting out or maybe you're in the middle of it, of this career path, you know, and it's hard not to look at what they have and what you don't have. And yeah, no, I completely agree. And I feel like everyone's at different levels in their journey, mm -hmm. like what you said with being in the industry a long time. So it's really hard to sit there and be like, well, I only have, you know, this and I, you know, and it comes down to materialism because you see all these things and then you see, um, you know, only the front of the storybook. Right. Like, you don't see what's going on behind the scenes, of course, but it is so easy to compare. And I mean, I, I, you know, everyone struggles with that. And that's something that you have to like fight with daily is like, you know, what do you have in front of you and what's really, you know, necessary to be, yeah. <laughs> to be thinking about like, where is your mind at? And that just goes back to where your heart's at. Um, yeah. and the yeah. grass is not always greener. I know that's such a like cliche saying, but like my mom used to always tell that to me, like you, you're constantly thinking about like, what's next, what's next, or this person has this, or where can I go from here? And, and it's like, how about you just enjoy your grass and maintain it and yeah. keep your, keep your spot <laughs> to maintain your grass, maintain your grass and don't try to get a new grass. <laughs> it is hard though, because you see, and you're like, you see where you're at in that moment and you're like, how in the world, like, do you, you know, do you like get to that step or like what you do and it's just it's really hard yeah I think it's very difficult right. so comparison steals joy I think that's one of the best tips and then number five if you are a believer if you're not you just trust I put trust God's timing but I think you could even put trust your own life's timing like if you're not a believer yeah trust timing yeah timing and so basically you have to increase that patience level because oh, yeah that's a tough one. I think it's so <laughs> tough because you want things now and you want yeah. results now and you're like oh we've been you know we've been drug all over the country or like we you know my job I've been at this level for x y and z and I think that is another one is when in this industry whether it's your significant other people become promoted and you may be sitting there for a season yeah. and not have that promotion. And so I feel like having timing and patience is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like I'm I'm the least patient person you'll probably ever meet in your life. I'm probably <laughs> less patient than any of your children out there. Like I, I have zero patience. But I feel like what's really helped me is and I'm still growing, I'm still learning. I will I will probably be learning this patience for the rest of my life. But 
I think what's really helped me is again to just believe that like everything happens when there's when there's the right time for it to happen. So God's timing or your own timing. Um and and honestly again, faking it till you make it because yeah. like I remember when we were waiting for this job this year and it was just it felt like the longest two weeks of my life and mostly because Drew was just super on edge and super stressed and I never see him like that. He's like my calming rock. Like he's just always consistently like calm and patient. And I felt like I had to flip and be that role. And sometimes that's going to have to be you. You know, you may not be patient. That might not be even who you are at all. But you have to really settle into that and just know that, like, in that moment, if you're faking it for your significant other, if you're faking it for yourself, hey, maybe it will come true. And I felt like that was really calming for me because I pretended that I was okay with what was going to happen. And then I ended up being okay with what was going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, you just really do. Like, it's weird. But how do you think so, like – with when seeing like even in your own industry not just a Drew's but when when you're sitting there and you've worked so hard for something Mm -hmm. and you see someone else get that job but it just happened to me time and time again Mm -hmm. like personally not with Carson's career but yeah um and you're sitting there and you just keep asking yourself you're like what what could I have done like what do I do you know to Mm -hmm. get to that next level and so is there anything that you've experienced that you know, that's happened and you're like, you have to like, kind of be like, okay, like I'm going to sit here and I'll just, what am I supposed to learn from what I've been given or how did you handle? I think that's, I mean, that's definitely happened to me in my career, but I, I constantly feel like I just look for, look to a mentor or look to like my supervisor. And I had a really, really amazing supervisor at NBC and she's one of the greatest people. And I learned a lot from her, but I, I look to that and I am constantly like, okay, what can I do to be a better person? Or what can I do to be better in my career? Or what can I do, you know? And you look and you you get feedback from other people. And sometimes it's hard. I am not good at feedback. But I had to really <laughs> learn, like, sometimes constructive criticism is the best for you. Because then you can really learn where you need to grow. What are the steps you need to take? And sometimes, especially in your career, like, there's things that you think you're doing, but you might not be doing. So reevaluate, yeah. reevaluate where you're at. That's why I think those goals, those short-term, those long-term goals are really important because you can always come back to those. Okay, am I still on this path? Am I still doing the things that I need to be doing to get to where I want to be at that short-term goal or that long-term goal? Um, I think reevaluating and re-looking at yourself is always a really good idea. However you do that, if it's, you know, you take some time in the morning if you do yoga and you think about it during yoga or if you just do some meditation, whatever it is that really calms and centers you, I feel like it's important to have that time by yourself and that important to like reconnect with what your beliefs are and honestly where you're going in life. Yeah. And I mean, even in the sports industry too, um, I'm going to collect all sports together because I'm just assuming this is the way it is. <laughs> but with coaching um, or even if they're a player and you're like, you know, the significant other, and you were saying how you kind of had to be that person with the patience Mm -hmm. and the support. I feel like a lot of the times because of the way that coaching is, the jobs, it's fast, like it's very fast paced. um, And it's very like fast. And you're like, well, wait a second, like, how did that just happen? Like, how did so and so get that job? And you start seeing all these things move pieces so fast. And you know, you almost feel like this moment of kind of like, I don't want to say panic, but when that whole process is happening, you're like, how do we not be forgotten? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. So you just, you get this like panic mode. And so again, it's like, why, you know, why do we panic? Like mm-hmm. it's going to play out. Um, And if you are rooted with yourself and like who you are as a person, 
you just, you gain this like sense of peace because you're like, I know that I can only control what I can control in this moment. Yeah. So how do we, how do I take this, you know, that I've been given this plot, you know, this plot platter of all these things going on. Yeah. And then, you know, work to the best of, you know, how I can be, you know, how I can be the best yeah. doing all that. So Definitely. I think that that is just one of the most difficult things. And so that is why it's a tip on trusting the timing for Definitely. sure. And I think it's important for you guys to tell us what you think are tips for our moving forward. You know, like we're, we're constantly trying to learn um, we're constantly trying to grow and be better versions of ourselves. Um, I think no one knows it. No one has it all figured out. But if you lean on your support system and you guys can tell us what you do to really find your own identity, what you guys do to utilize those tips and steps to support your husband or your significant other in their journey and their um, career path, whatever that may be, like we're really interested in learning yeah. what you guys have to say. So please message us or comment on um a post or dm us or whatever you guys can do to to let us know what you're doing to find yourself yeah and i think that of course we're open and it's just you want to be the best version of yourself that you can be and working towards that because for your family to be the best that it can be and for your significant other to thrive you have to be the best version of yourself so if you are out there, just keep pushing things aside. This is Brittany and I telling you to stop <laughs> and focus on yourself. <laughs> focus on yourself and find something that you can pour your heart into. But yeah. thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time.